Hello and welcome to the Encouraging Angels podcast with Stan Szymanski. I'm your host, Stan Szymanski. Today is Tuesday, January 9th, 2024, and I have a great show for you today. Neither Encouraging Angels nor Stan Szymanski nor anyone affiliated with Encouraging Angels is offering any type of advice in this program. We do not offer legal advice. We do not offer financial advice. We do not offer medical advice. We do not offer advice of any kind. Please consult a professional in the area of your need or interest and everything presented on this program is for informational and entertainment purposes only. I want to share with you a story about an Indiana mother who unbelievably is fighting to get citizenship for her son, an autistic blind child she adopted from Haiti, which she calls a long and draining process, uh, has been more complicated by a a recent denial. She told a a CBS news affiliate that when she adopted Jonas, her name is Rebecca Hubley, by the way, uh, when Miss Hubley adopted Jonas, who is now 17, in 2010, uh, in her most recent effort, she said that she sent the U.S. Citizenship and Immigration Services the paperwork for a petition for an alien relative. Hubley told uh, the CBS News uh, affiliate that the letter of denial from the agency said she did not have all the required education records. Hubley said that she sent the information. He is a Hubley, Hubley told uh, the news station. Uh, We have adopted him. He has an Indiana birth certificate, and parts of the government had recognized everything, but then immigration won't. So let me play a news story uh, from you. We're going to play part of this. Not, we're not going to play all of it. Uh, from wishtv.com. Um, I am going to investigative team uh, 88. Uh, this is from Indiana. And we are going to take a listen to her story. For, uh, forgive the, uh, the microphone handling. We only have one mic to do this. So let me get this to the computer. Here, back then with I-18 and a Fort Wayne mother fighting to keep her special needs son in the United States. A years-long struggle for citizenship is coming to a head with a looming deadline on Friday. I-18's Cody Fisher sat down with the family to get to the bottom of the problem. Other arm. This is 17-year-old Jonas Hubley as he starts his day getting ready to go to school. Jonas was born in Haiti. He's blind and has cerebral palsy. The Hubley family brought him to the United States in 2008 and adopted him here in Indiana in 2010 and has been taking care of him ever since. The Hubley family tells me they've been trying for years to finalize his citizenship. In the fall, the U.S. Citizenship and Immigration Services told the family the last thing they needed to do was to send in a list of documents, including information proving he's lived with them for more than two years. So the family sent them officially stamped documents from the school district showing just that. All the way back to 2009, it shows what school went to it shows that he lived with us like exactly what they wanted several months later as the holiday season was beginning u.s cis told them they were denying his request to become a citizen they said the reason for denial was that we did not prove we did not send in enough information to prove two plus years 
physical custody because we only sent in the 2324 school records. They only read the first page. Because if you go to the, the other pages, it'll show. Yeah, it goes all the way back, has every single year and what school he went to and everything all the way back to 2009. It wasn't like this was a 60 to 100 page document. All they had to do was turn the page. The consequences of that denial was something out of a nightmare. And then they said, oh, he's going to be deported like he's here unlawfully. And, and, you know, he's got this he's got this window of opportunity to voluntarily leave, which is completely asinine. The Hubleys believe if he were deported, he would likely die in his home country of Haiti, which is a very dangerous place. A level four travel warning from the U.S. They've closed their embassy, our embassies down there. They've told all Americans to leave. I mean, it's so dangerous. Jonas's mom began fighting for him to stay. After writing a letter to the president, national media picked up on the story, spreading it far and wide. Someone came forward and paid for an attorney who petitioned USCIS to reopen the case, which is happening right now. But there is still a looming deadline on Friday. If they do not approve this by his birthday, January 14th, then he will have to wait an additional five years for naturalization, which I don't understand that whole process. But just knowing that he would have to wait five more years without benefits and everything, I, hell no. This and I think right at the end there, now there's still more left in that that um, that story. I'm going to have that up. I don't have it up at this second. I will have it up on Encouraging Angels. Uh, in EA uh, blog, encouragingangels.org, click on EA blog. And we'll have the, the, uh, the, the video there. Um, when she said it'll be, it would be, he would be deported and it would be five more years. I mean, this kid is, is, he has severe cerebral palsy. He's blind. He's autistic. How would he survive in Haiti? Good Lord. And as she pointed out, Haiti is a level, for U.S. citizens, is a level four travel advisory, which is like the, the worst level, the most dangerous level, a do not travel advisory. With everything going on with immigration, our border is wide open. Wide open. If you really want to know what's going on, look up a gentleman by the name of Michael Yon, Y-O-N, and follow him, and you'll, you will get a dose of reality of just how open the border is, especially the southern border. But the northern border is open, too. Uh with people of uh, many nationalities literally walking across the border. They're being given money. And they can travel. And in seven days, they get to certain destinations in the United States and are given jobs like in law enforcement. Oh, yes. And here we have a mother. I mean, this, uh, this family is amazing. They adopted this young man. Um, I imagine he's been blind from birth. They adopted him back when he was, you know, three years old. It looks like three to four years old. And uh, have just taken on an immense, I, I hate to use the word burden, but an immense job to take care of this young man and have fought for his life.
and I'm quite sure that they are blessed by this young man. And uh, as she said, right when I stopped the um, uh, the story, that it's about the money, that they don't want special needs and disabled folks to have any more money uh, if they can help it. I really believe that. Uh, it certainly looks like it when we look at a story like this, especially with a mother who's on top of, you know, what's going on with her son. She's not lax. Uh, you know, she apparently filed the, the correct documents. Um, they have an attorney involved, but in, in five days, the kid, the kid will receive uh, an order to be deported. While thousands, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands stream across the borders unchecked in the United States. I mean, this is a complete travesty of justice, a complete travesty of humanity. And my God, I mean, this, you know, just when I, I look at, you know, if you've been involved in special needs for a long time, you know, and you look at somebody, you go, okay, yeah, they've, they've, you know, they've got special needs uh, issues. But it's about the money, and you know what else it is about. In my humble opinion, in in my uh, speculation, it's about who gets that money. If it was an institution getting the money for this kid. I think that um, they'd probably give it to them. But for people who can think for themselves, those people are a danger. Maybe it's those Christian people who are such a danger. Because I'd be willing to bet that this woman loves the Lord and her husband. I'd be willing to bet that. See, the institutions, when they get a hold of these kids, half of the people in there don't even have a, roughly, okay, uh, do not have an advocate, do not have a legal guardian, and the institution is appointed. And that means they can do whatever they want with them, including giving them jab, 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 jab. And anything else to profit the medical community. This is my humble opinion. Uh, this is this is you know, but for parents who who, let me tell you, as someone who I took my wife and I took care of our daughter at, a, at an ICU level of care in our home with no help for eight and a half years. In addition to that, we theorized and co-developed a therapy that added five years to her life. They hate people who think outside of the box and they hate people who have gumption, who refuse to give up. 
And no, I, you know, back then, uh, 15 years ago and beyond, uh, there was no money for parents to take care of their kids. Now there is. Um, I think a lot of this is going to stop. All of it will stop this. Folks, even though with this story of of the hardship of this family of trying to get him citizenship, because then he gets the benefits, and that's why they're holding out, okay? That's why they, you know, misread the documents that that they sent in and everything else, in my humble opinion. But if, if you care for special needs... I, I tell you, this is my opinion, things are going to get a lot harder. You're going to have to, to right now, plan to be able to take care of whoever you're taking care of on your own or with a group of family or like-minded individuals. Um, because I think the money is going to dry up. That's what I think. I, because I, I believe that we're going to have a collapse in the bond market. I'm not going to go into all that today. We've covered that before, and I will again. But I believe we will have a collapse in the bond market this year. This is my opinion. And we're they're going to move, which will cause a crash in the stock market, which will ruin everyone who has saved Everything that they have in, um, you know, U.S. dollars. And you say, Stan, what else can I do? Well, there's tangible items. Let me leave that at that. Including food, water, shelter, energy, and protection. There's a lot of things you could do right there to be able to provide for those that you have charge over. And I'm speaking especially specifically to caregivers of individuals and caregivers at at an institutional level. Because even at the institution, even though, I mean, they have to keep these state mandates, especially when it came to the jab. That's why everybody got jabbed. The state made them do it. In my humble opinion. This is tyranny, you know, regarding the care of this young man. At at what point, uh, you know, are we human beings? I mean, the, 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 the care and the, I mean, the fight that this family has is extraordinary. And, uh, I want to pray right now for this family. I want to pray for the Hubley family to Lord Jesus. Give them strength. Give the young man, Jonas, strength that he may not even know that he's being given. For him to be healthy. Put a hedge of protection around him to keep people from institutions 
or in public service care from doing any evil to him. I pray especially for the hearts of the immigration officials to be changed and to give this young man United States citizenship as he rightly deserves and to give victory to the Hubley family. In your name, Jesus, I pray. Folks, all we have with, with, with the with AI, artificial intelligence, or as some like Steve Quayle would say, alien implant with artificial intelligence, not just on the horizon, but on our doorstep and in our lives now. The best way for us to fight is to be human. The best way for us to fight is to be ourselves. The best way for us to fight is to use the God-given talent that God has issued each one of us in his way of giving us each a mission to accomplish through the exercise of our gifts. And for us to fight for truth and for truly what's right. And the only way that we know what is right is for us to be able to discern the difference between right and wrong, which most people these days cannot and will not do. Because the only way that one can discern the difference between right and wrong is to know the moral lawgiver. That is God Almighty. That is Jesus Christ, as was delineated in the Old and New Testament. The, the Ten Commandments, the commands of God, the commands of Jesus Christ to love one another. Many people fight for issues in the world that we live in right now. And they say that they're fighting for right, but when you compare it to the words of the Bible, they're wrong. When you compare it to the words of the Bible, of, for instance, who is going to be cast into the lake of fire will be a lot of people who are fighting for what they think is right. But when it's compared to God's word, like in Romans 1, Romans chapter 1, it's wrong. So I pray right now for everyone who hears this. To come to a saving trust and knowledge of Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. For them, if they don't know Jesus Christ, to get to know him. And the only way to know Christ is through the word of God, because he is the word of God. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God. In the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. I forgot that for a second, folks. But my read, go if you, you are you know listening to this, you have an internet connection. 
and if you don't have a paper Bible, go to BibleGateway.com and type in John 1. That's the Gospel of John, chapter 1. And start reading the Gospel of John right there. Make sure you don't read the books of John, John 1, John 2, John 3. The Gospel of John. And it will begin with those words. In the beginning was the Word. That's how you will know the difference between right and wrong. That's the beginning of it. There's a whole Bible to read. And you can also put to the test, was Jesus Christ who he said he was? Because he said he was God. He came to this earth fully man and fully God when he was born as a baby. He lived a perfect life, a sinless life, to become the unblemished lamb, the lamb of God. The only sacrifice acceptable to God for the sins of mankind. And when Jesus died, he took all the sins of mankind upon himself and paid the sin debt with his blood. Without the remission, without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. That is what the scripture says. And that's what Jesus did. He shed his blood for the remission of sin. This is why you need Christ. And he rose again to give us eternal life. If you would accept him, and all it takes is for you to acknowledge your sin to him, to say, that you are sorry for your sin and ask for forgiveness and make him the Lord and Savior of you. And then once you do that, you, and we, as you live your life, you must abide in Christ. There's people out there you know, shouting, once saved, always saved. And they live like the devil. Jesus said, I am the vine, you are the branches. Without me, you can do nothing. And he talked about abiding. He said, abide in me. Uh, he says, if you don't, you're going to be like a branch that withers and dies and is good for nothing except to be burned. Jesus Christ gave you know, parables like the parable of the weeds and that parable of the vine uh, to demonstrate what's going to happen because the worthless will be bundled up and burned at the harvest. You want to make sure you're still alive in Christ, that you have stayed connected to the vine. To do that, you must abide in Christ. You have to stay connected to him through his word and obeying his commands. 
because then you'll know what's right. Please consider supporting Encouraging Angels. You can go to the donate page. If you find value in what we're saying and what we're doing, go to the donate page at www.encouragingangels.org and you can give with your plastic through the Cornerstone link or you can send something directly to our P.O. box. Uh... I've talked about, you know, today, just mentioned it. I think there's going to be a bond market collapse. No one one is buying, you know, know, the past 50 years, the countries of the world basically supported America because of the the petrodollar, which is now no longer being used or, or being used a whole lot less would be more accurate. Because back in the early 70s, the United States made a deal with Saudi Arabia that no oil would get sold without the currency being the U.S. dollar for the oil trade. Now, all, you know, all the countries, especially the BRICS countries, are doing business in their own local currency. That spells death for the dollar. That spells hyperinflation. As all these dollars come home, because they don't have to be kept in, you know, repositories in each of the countries to keep their economies running by buying oil with dollars. And that means no one is buying in dollars, basically mean treasuries. And so no one's buying these treasuries. Interest rates are are going to go up. And we're going to see, you know, a collapse. Eventually, when after a collapse, it'll be deflationary to some degree. And it will be uh, most likely a stagflation where the economy is completely stagnant. But for all of the goods that you need, it will be high inflation, if not hyperinflation. Uh, it could cause a lot of civil unrest. And so take a look at civildefensemanual.com by Jack Lawson because he explains in there all how to take care of all of your needs in the absence of civil order about you know procuring food, water, shelter, energy, uh, protection, the neighborhood protection team concept that Jack writes about, and all the issues that he has additional authors writing chapters in that uh, resource, like NC Scout on communications, like Matt Brack and Navy SEAL on night fighting, like uh, Army Intelligence Officer Sam Culper on area study. Folks, I don't know of another resource that you could get for $100, that it's a 950-page resource, two volumes, that puts it in your hands, that even if the electricity and the grid goes down, you have it. Folks, I talked yesterday about this polar vortex that's coming. Uh, these temperatures could be greatly sub-zero. The grid could go down. You really need to consider... <laughs> 
I mean, you know, all these things. And I talked, you can go to yesterday's show and, and check that out. Uh, but if things would go down and if we would see an economic collapse on top of it, uh, you would shortly see brigands at your door, in my humble opinion. Brigands are bad people who want to break in and take what you have and maybe take you. Uh, CivilDefenseManual.com. So check that out, please. We And we don't get uh, anything for any book sales or anything else. Um, so please consider that, okay? Uh, we are trying to help you. And, and hopefully you find value and please, again, support Encouraging Angels. This is the Encouraging Angels podcast. I'm Stan Szymanski, and I look forward to seeing you right here next time.